Oh, there it was. The first one, YouTube asking me, do I want to insert ads into my live stream? Wow. We have entered a brave new world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I hope you are safe and well. I hope this is working. Please do let me know in the chat. As always, we sit here wondering what is actually happening on a start of a live stream, but we're going to go for it anyway. So it's Sunday night and what a week it has been. Frankly, it has been, pardon me, one of the most crazy... Why is that it always big when I start a live stream? Frankly, it has been one of the craziest weeks I have seen for a very, very long time. And not only has it been a week of, frankly, bizarre turns of events, but it's also been a week of deeper understanding, interesting enlightenment... And not only have we had all of the nonsense around Fat Shark, we've had a release from Express LRS, we've had the release of the Whoop Board, we've had all sorts going on. So we're going to talk a bit about it this week. Now, it's inevitable we are going to end up talking about this bloody thing here. Yes, it's here. If there's anything you want to know, please do let me know in the chat. Anything I can answer that doesn't involve flying it, I will answer because I don't have a VTX still. We're still waiting for that. So I'm going to hop over to the chat to say hello to everyone. Good uh, good day. You're all here, I can see. I need to go back to the top. Wow, there's 80 of you already. Good. Wow, that is fantastic. Hello, Failsafe. You were in early. Andrew was first. Silver Fox. Schlake, how are you? Dennis, my friend, how are you? Hello, Gary. Uh, J Mad, learning here in a few hours on the sim. Good, 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 good. I always feel sick as a dog on the sim. I can't fly the sims much at all. I just get sick. I get nauseous. I haven't found a way of not getting nauseous yet. Um, Roddy, good evening, my friend. Jay Mad, Dennis, William, Tam, hello. Nuno, hello. Blessed John is the best simulator. It's very good. Um, always from trying on a real quad. Uh, Dennis, Bobby Bags, hello, Flo Flyer. Bruce, 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 good evening, good evening, good evening. Dirty McSkinny, Drew Gary again, Dennis Floor, Jamad, Stream Elements, hello, Stream Elements bot, how are you? Hello, Expander. Hello, Mike, congratulations, Mike, on your moderator status at JB's stream. Try not to ban anyone. Um, Isaac, Michelle, I was flying listening to JB's stream earlier. Um, BB Junkie, how are you? How are you, my friend? Uh, Jeff Kappen FPV from Utah. Hello, my friend. Hope you are well. William Tan, Pedro, Tom and Nice. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Trying to get down to the bottom of the chat. My God, it's moving fast today. So, I hope you're all well. Now, I was flying this afternoon. I went for four packs through the DJI FPV system because it's actually been a while since I've flown it. I've been flying HD0 predominantly. And as I'm coming up to being able to try this damn thing, I wanted to get a bit of a... a, a full understanding of how DJI performs in, performs in specific areas. And I spent the evening very low level flying around just some fields and grass. Just, just flying around to see how DJI handled what we've been seeing in the other videos, especially in the green areas, moving through some trees and bushes. And I just wanted to have a better understanding of how it works. And I tried it in every mode as well. It was a case of, I think I put five, four, five packs through 
and it was a case of doing it in uh, low latency and normal mode on 25, low latency and normal mode on 50, and also then turning on and off focus mode, just so I had a bit more of an understanding of what I'm expecting DJI to do versus what this system does when it arrives. Now, if it behaves like we've seen on some of the videos, it's going to be interesting. Some observations I did have from DJI today is there is a lot of compression in the greens, especially in bright light. With the sun behind you, not so much, but with the sun in front of you, my God, does it compress up. It's far from perfect. You actually forget. DJI does still have compression there, and it is there a lot of the time. Don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic in 50 megabits mode. Not as nice as the FPV drone, I may add. Um, a lot of... Um, Still a lot there compared to the FPV drone. The FPV drone is night and day a step ahead. But that's probably the camera, if I'm honest. Um, but from what we've seen on Walk Snail so far, there is some issues. And I'm not even sure if it's right to say how the system is performing. Um, I tried 50 and 25 today, Bruce. There's still some compression there, even in 50. It's, but it is there. It is there. Not as much, but it is there. Um, but overall, I just wanted to get some very baselines for me for when we move into this other system. That's, um, that's That was the idea of today. And it was because I just haven't flown it much. And look, there's no question, DJI doesn't look spectacular for FPV. It, it is absolutely fantastic um but I, I i i'm intrigued of what i'm going to see when this system comes because some of the stuff i'm seeing is it wasn't even behaving as expected uh, that, there's some features within um compression which is called area of interest and i don't think they've even instigated that at all now for those who don't know what area of interest is it's a mild version of focus mode focus mode is very much fixed when you turn on focus mode you can actually see two lines appear at the side of the image and what dji is saying is within this area prioritize outside of that area don't prioritize so much what area of interest is is they apply higher bit rate settings continually to certain parts of the image and it's also based on the type of um, data it's receiving. It's sort of dynamic and adjusts. And I would almost argue that there was no e area of interest behavior at all in that. And, it, and when you look at the way it was refreshing those lines of compression, the macro box structure didn't look particularly like it was working well. So much so, I I think there's something wrong, personally. But we're going to have to see. And I don't mean it's bad, but there's something wrong. Uh, also, Walksnay doesn't change bitrate nearly as much as DJI. You get the stuttering before the pixelation when the bitrate drops. Yeah, I see what you mean, Bruce. So it's you think it's trying to hang on too long? Do you think it's actually 25 megahertz? I need to understand what's going on. We need to see it. Okay, 
And this leads us nicely into our first subject, which is the system, because obviously there's been so much noise about this this week. I've put some content out. I can imagine I am number one on the Christmas card list at Walk Snail and uh, Fat Shark and Red Cat for some of the stuff we've put out this week, but it's been an open, honest assessment. And I'll be honest, the video I put out talking about the chipset, I kept opinion out of it because I could have gone down a very, very dark road with that one if I wanted to. Now, just to bring you all up to date on some facts on this now, because we know a lot more. Now, this leads me nicely on to uh, a website where we can just take a look at a couple of things. Let me just bring something up a sec. Uh, downloads, and let me just find it. So let me just bring something onto my screen, full screen a minute. Here we go. I'm going to go to the desktop. So you guys can now see this, which is... Oh, why is my camera not working? That's annoying. Um, this is the chipset. Now, what you're seeing here is an overlay. Now, this chipset has an overlay saying Xilinx, okay? Let me just find a better one than that because that's actually my edited one on purpose, that is. There we go. We want this one. Why is my desktop camera suddenly not working? That's rather frustrating. So, anyway, they've labelled the chipset as this uh, Xilinx Vertex 5 FPGA, okay? This is not that FPGA. 100%... It is not that. We now know what it is. We know exactly what the chipset is. It is a artisan, 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 whatever we want to pronounce it, 9000 series chipset. The guys have done so much work in the FPV.WTF uh, group. Those guys have literally, they've gone straight in, they've smashed the doors open, and we have a much deeper understanding today of what this is. What it isn't is an FPGA. Okay, that's fact. Not up for debate, non-negotiation. It is not that FPGA. It's, it's even not possible because that FPGA does not have the ability to run soft ARM cores and it does not have the power PC cores, which some larger ones do. It doesn't have the DSPs. It doesn't have the LTE modems. It has nothing baseband modems it has nothing not capable not it that's it end of so that chip is just completely mislabeled now why that is the case is an interesting conversation what we do now know though is that the chipset in the vtx has been lasered to have no logo so that would imply that they weren't trying to hide it from us because it had been the same. I also think it sort of implies that this should never have gone out and this is a mislabeling or something like that. Um, but the reality is it's not that FPGA. Odis asked the question, can FPV root it? It is not DJI. People need to get it out of their head. Nothing to do with DJI. It will never be compatible with DJI. Not it is not DJI. There is it's it is just so different. It's it's just not. There are elements that are the same, just like all cars have four wheels and they might have Pirelli tires, but that doesn't mean it's the same brand. It's not 
going to happen. There has no one to this day has hacked DJI's baseband in the P1 chipset. It would take a mammoth effort of experts who have built these systems to even conceive if they were even compatible. It's just it, it's it's a no no. Never going to happen. End of. Move on from that subject. Um, so it's. It's interesting that the chipset was relabeled, but it is what it is, okay? I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of why, because we don't know why. You know, there is that law of incompetence more than malice, you know? I don't, I, I don't think it's intentional for us, put it that way. That's, that's that. But the reality is we now know the VTX chipset's been properly laser masked to hide what it is, which we were expecting in the first place. So it is what it is. But with all of this, what we do know is how that's it, Helen's raised. I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of what it was called then. What we do know is the chipset is more than capable of doing what's being asked to do. So the hardware looks really good. And actually, this is a great opportunity for me to share with you guys what I've been doing in the background, because I haven't put this out there yet, but I have been updating repair.wiki. Now, before I do that, I just want to find out why. I've lost my camera on my desktop. I'm just going to check something a minute, guys. I just want to see why that has stopped. I just want to find out, has the camera actually gone off? I bet you it has. I bet that's what it is. Two seconds. It's not that. What? It looks like something has crashed. Brilliant, NVIDIA, as always. You can rely on NVIDIA to do exactly what you want it to do when you want it. I'm going to give it one more chance, and if it doesn't, I'm going to give up on that one. What I might do... Just choose that camera and then just do an adjustment. There you go. You can see me on that one. Right. That's not how it was set up just before I went live. Very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Okay. So look at the corner of the chip. What's someone saying? I'm curious about Vistas. Um. Just looking down the chat a minute. Take off, there'll be an Amazon label. <laughs> the subject is great. Yeah, it's not an FPGA. We know what this chip is. It is the art. It is the uh, Artisan or whichever way we pronounce their name chipset. That's not in debate anymore. That is an absolute fact. Everything about this chipset does not align to be Xilinx. End of. It's not a Xilinx. It's not an FPGA. So... What I can actually share with you guys is some of the work I've been doing in the background, and that is to get everything uploaded to repair.wiki. Now, if we go onto repair.wiki, there is now a dedicated section for the Fat Shark Dominator avatar and the Walk Snail avatar goggles and the avatar VTX. If we go on here, 
You can now see that this has all been updated for those watching us live and not in the podcast, which I will release after the stream. And scroll down, I have uploaded all of the images of the internals of the VTX and the main modules in the goggles. So we have our main camera units, we have the main boards, which you can see all the images from, with the chipset located there as well. Come into focus in a second. It's just thinking about it. There we go. I show another picture of the chipset there. And I show all of the boards, everything you need to know, including the RF front end, which I've got some info coming on my next video. We've got the back end of the boards. We've got the wind bond uh, thing. And then we've got the DC board as well. Now, I haven't reviewed this product yet because I don't have a VTX. So I can't review a product I don't have a VTX on. But what I will share with you guys is this. This is the chipset that we know it is and believe it is to be. So just to show you, that is the Artisan or Artisan chipset, which is the AR9202. It is the same package. We know it's the same package. It is what it is. Um, but that is the chipset we believe it to be. So on repair.wiki, all of the images are up there for that. Let me just close that one. It's all there listed in tables nicely for everyone to see. Arm cores. Yeah, there's arm cores in there. I've got the spec if you really want it. They're down the bottom. We actually found the spec of the chipset. Took a lot of finding. Uh, 1.5 A7s. The full spec of the chipset is also listed below as well. How did that end up there? I don't know. So this just gives you an idea of the chipset and, and what it is. We know what it is. All of the details are there for it as well. So we've managed to do that on the uh, boards for the main goggles. But this week, someone very kindly sent me over some images of the VTX as well. These aren't taken myself. These are taken by someone else. We have internals of the VTX. I'll probably put some fresh ones up when I actually get mine as well, some more high-detailed ones too. But we can now see in the VTX, and the VTX has the chipset masked. That isn't a sticker. Whilst it might look like a sticker, we've confirmed it isn't. It is a laser etching over the top um, of this. Now, what is actually super interesting... is that the um, the manufacturing date of the goggles is quite a bit earlier than the VTXs. Um, when we look at the manufacturing date, this is week 23-22. That's what we believe that is. So week 23-22. And the boards that we've seen for all the goggles so far is week 16. So they are a bit earlier. Um, so that is, that's that. The chip is far more powerful than the, the P1, okay? It's fair to say that. You know, the chip isn't the issue here. 
the chip isn't really going to be the problem. If we look on the VTX, you can see we've got the main chipset. There's this here will be a power chipset IC. I will talk about this later, but you can see all the buck converters around it. Look at the coils, one, two, three, four, five. So this will be a system management IC basically identical to what you see in the Vista, actually. It's quite interesting. It's all the same. So it's probably outputting 0.9 volts, 1.1, 1.2, 3.3, 5, something like that. You'll need or probably 0.7, 0.9. You need all these different voltages for the chipsets and the RAM as well. So you've got this system management IC as well as providing the voltages needed for the camera and stuff like that. And then on this side of the board, We've got another chipset up here, which will be the um, baseband, uh, the transceiver, not the baseband, sorry, it'll be the transceiver, will be that. You can see here we've got a dual power amplifiers for our RF stages, and then we've got the RAM, the, the RAM chip located down here, just like inside a Vista. You know, this is very much very, very similar to a Vista. It really, really is inside. And then there's another power regulator down here, look. Another power stage there. All fairly straightforward. Nothing particularly unusual or what is used for the transceiver, IE2000. The DJI system uses the IE1000. It's the IE2000 in the transceiver on these from Imagination Technology. And it's the same in the goggles as well, the IE2000. One little uh, piece of advice I'll share with you guys on the live stream because you're all fantastic is... Um, on the goggles side, only one antenna appears to be a transmitting antenna, and I have a dedicated video coming on this. However, if we actually look at the goggles and look at the circuit for the RF output, what we actually have here on this circuit is one PA in the middle on antenna one. If we come in closer, oh, I've gone in a bit too close there. There we go. So this is the RF front end. So port one, two, three and four, two transceivers, i.e. 2000s, okay? So what you have here is antenna two going in through the Sky, um, Skyworks chipset, the 15605. You have antenna one coming in through, again, a Skyworks chipset, but this time this is a power amplifier. You've then got this one on antenna four and antenna three. So they're in two pairs, left and right. However, what's really interesting is only one of the antenna ports has a power amp, a PA, which is antenna one. Now, I've also backed this up on my tests. Only antenna one on the goggles transmits. The other three are receive only. These aren't power amplifiers. These have been checked and they're basically receive, receive switch stroke preamps. They're not power amplifiers. So on the walk snail goggles, only one antenna is transmitting. So it's a M. M-I-S-O configuration, multi-in, single-out configuration on the goggles. Um, that is the configuration. And that antenna port is the top right-hand port. So just to show you, is my overhead working? Oh, it is. Not focused, though. What am I doing? Here it is. You can just see my cup of tea, look. Oh, why have we got an overlay of a camera not in use? Get rid of that. We don't need that. So, looking at the goggles from the top, the only port that transmits, move my T forward, is that one there. That's receive, that's receive, that's receive. Transmit, receive, receive, receive. So it's slight, and two cookies, I will add. So it is slightly different 
to the DJI setup where you had two antennas transmitting and two receiving. And I'll be honest, a piece of advice to anyone trying this system, I would be slamming a patch onto that top right antenna. I really would. I really would be slamming a patch onto that top antenna. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where we're at so far. We've got a good understanding now of the system. I will say... The hardware design on these goggles is very, very good. My teardown video goes live tomorrow on the channel. So if you are new here, make sure you're subscribed. You will get um, the notification for the full teardown video that goes live tomorrow. Um, but overall, the hardware is very, very good. I'll be honest. The, it, the, even the design of the goggles is very, very good. There is nothing bad about it at all. There really isn't. Um, it It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it's, it's not bad at all. I'm seeing ha, ha, ha. Why have I got Bock Grinder in my tea? Ugh. If you use a patch, make sure it's a good one. Some patches are atrocious, SWR. Yeah, it's a good point, Bruce. Um, it's, um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see. It's interesting. So I've got two videos. Tomorrow, there is the teardown video. And then Wednesday or Thursday, the dedicated antenna video will go out. But I've shared with you guys in advance the secrets on that one. Now, I just want to catch up on two... Um, Super Chats, because I just want to say a massive thank you to Robin Duckett. That is amazing for the £17.99 Super Chat. And I don't know how I'm going to say this one, but it's SN4KEDOC7O for the €4.99. I really appreciate it, mate. I really, really do. Absolutely fantastic. I really do appreciate it. You guys have been amazing. You know, we wouldn't have these goggles without it. So, from a... Tear down point of view, the goggles are very good. I, I will say this, right? The overall build from a hardware point of view on this product is very, very good. Honestly, the design internal is well done. The, you ca I cannot complain about the hardware. I cannot complain about the hardware at all. The fit is really good, the feel on the head. If you're used to SkyZone 04Xs, that's very much how they are on the head, okay? They have a very mild amount of tunneling effect to the optics, nothing remotely near what you get on the Orcas. What I am finding is I am... You're just losing the edges of the displays... I'm having if I push the goggles into my face a bit, I can see the full display fine. For me, I probably need a slightly thinner foam. Just a slightly thinner foam. But it's mild, I'll be honest. But what I did notice is when I look at through the goggles up at the displays at the top, the top corners are just cut off by the roundness of the optic. But I think that is as much my face style. The feel of them on the face is fantastic. They're absolutely fine. The weight is good. The light leak is absolutely minimal to zero. The displays look lovely. There's a lot to like here on the hardware. There really is. Sent me a DM. Oh, thank you, mate. Really appreciate that. Really, uh, you sent it. Have you sent it on Discord? Have you? Um, it's. 
yeah, it it's very very good. You know, uh, uh, the hardware is. We have to be fair to them. We're we're fair. Um, it it is in, you know the hardware is fantastic, and I'll be honest, there is a good base here. There really is a good base here. The PCB design is it's as good as DJI. Thank you, mate. I'll have a look now in a moment. No problem at all. Um, the PCB design is outstanding. It's very, very good. Although, I will share with you a couple of things, right? Let me just... Oh, they're not in here. I've left them in my bag in the house. I was going to grab my DJI goggles because I wanted to show you something because I was flying them earlier. I was thinking, okay, I'm just going, before I carry on with that, I'm just going to answer the super chats. That Zen Zenkiss FPV. I, I've got your message. I'll have a look on the Discord in a minute, but I want to say a massive thank you for the super chat. Odis, five dollars, absolutely amazing. And Ralph as well. That is fantastic, my friend. It really, really is. Now, here's something I just want to share. Okay. When these when we saw the images on these goggles, everyone was going, Oh, they look exactly like DJI uh, DJI because of the buttons. Right, there's two things here. That looks nothing like DJI. Right, let's get in here. It's a lot smaller than the DJI one. You didn't notice it at first. Wait for it to come in. The D-pad is tiny. It is absolutely tiny. It doesn't really look like DJI at all. It, it, it's just a, a funny-shaped D-pad. You know, a five-way pad. And here's something that has caught me out three times. These two are the opposite way around. On DJI, that is back and that is record. On these... It's obviously the other way around. I wish they'd have kept it the same. It's a minor notice, but it is something you notice when you're a person used to one system or another. And they are literally the other way around. <laughs> it's, it's silly, I know, but they are. They're just, just, just an observation I made whilst using them. Um, is actual Bruce or you? So what's Bruce saying? Uh, like the run plan split HD. Is there video in? There is no video in on these goggles. I am afraid. Although I will say this, there is a lot of empty space in here. I don't mean a lot, but you could have added another board on the front to allow a module bay on the front. I think that could have been done if they really wanted to. They could have done it. They really could have done it. It's a shame they didn't put an AV in on the board internally. That would have been fantastic. You could easily do a mod on these to add a bay. But, um, yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating. Another really amazing thing is, and this, this really hasn't been picked up, the, the actual airflow design on these goggles is very, very impressive as well. So... I don't know if anyone's told you guys this, but it actually, the ear intake is here. It's around that. That there is a shark, Fat Shark logo, but it's actually the ear intake around the side. So here, it takes the ear into the goggles. That ear from the top is funneled along and out to the vents for the IPD, but also then out through that plastic cover on top of the board and then is vented out via the fan that's on the front here out the bottom. It's actually very, very well designed. It genuinely is. It genuinely is. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot to show on them. I'll be honest, you know, when you look over them um, on the overhead, 
you've got, you know, your four SMAs. So receive, 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 transmit. You've got your fan adjustment. You've got your two buttons. You've got your 5D, which is really nice to use. It's not a problem. Nice click. You've got your bind button. You've got your power input over here. And, and your IPD and focus adjustment down there. You know, it, it, it's a good, it's, I'll be honest. I t I'll say this, right? And I will say this. If this had been released as a DJI goggle, everyone would have wanted it. Everyone would have wanted this as a DJI goggle. I can promise you it's very well done. It really is. Um, so that's that. If there's any questions you want me to answer, I'll answer them now. I could even put it on and put the menu up, but I can't show you a lot because I don't have a VTX yet. Um, everyone wants audio on FP. We would definitely want audio. Good evening, David. How are you? If they added analog, they'd sell less VTXs. Potentially. Um, I will say this. There was a lot of interesting comments about how much involvement Fat Shark had on the actual design. And I'll be honest, I think they've had quite a bit. The design of these goggles is very, very good. Even the industrial design standpoint is very, very good. I find it hard to believe someone designed that who's never made a set of goggles before. You know, so I don't know how much Fat Shark have had, but I would say... Greg has had a hand in there. You can tell he has with a bloody SD card is. But, um, woo. Okay. Life the Sharpened has donated $50. Oh, my God. I just want to say a massive, massive thank you, Life. That is amazing. That really, really is. Um... Uh, oh, my... I don't know what to say. Uh, just a massive thank you. A massive thank you. Do you sat focus? Uh, life at the sharp end. Wow, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the sharp that's the sharp end, not the sharp end. Can we pay for Ian's goggles in one stream? <laughs> I like Robin's style. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, but no. So look, my situation is on this. And someone made a comment earlier. I just want to scroll back up because someone asked something. Hello, cool cat. Good evening, everyone. Spotted Love Savannah, hello. I believe Fat Shark and Walk Snail exchange hands. Caddix and Walk Snail together. There's a good, definitely a Fat Shark goal. They are, the quality is there. Genuinely, the quality is there. I'd say overall, they do feel higher quality than the Sky Zone 4 xs I genuinely believe that. Um, someone just asked me a question. Really curious about the latency breakdown of how much each step in the whole digital process adds and what does it take to get the lower numbers. Yeah, that's all a bit complicated. We don't know the ins and outs on that one myself. Um, someone asked about my opinion on something. Was it the chipset thing? I understand why you can't give your opinion on the stream video on the channel as to why they would do that with the chipset, but is there any way we can see, read your personal opinion like in private? No, look, I will give you my personal opinion on the chipset now, okay? Now, this is opinion only based on today's data. So today's data is we have, we know all of the goggles we've seen 
have mislabeled chipsets and we know the VTXs appear to have lasered hidden markings on the chipsets. The day this was found, I was not able to comprehend it as being possible. I was not having any of it. It was late in the night and I was like, no, 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 it must be an FPGA. They cannot have done that. Then the realisation came in of actually it's not the FPGA once we dug into it and understand more. And then it all looked very, very murky. I will be blunt. The reasons to mislabel a chipset are a few. It's you want to make someone think it's something else. Now, is that someone else in FPV? I'm not convinced you'd go to those lengths. So, if you look a bit deeper down the rabbit hole, well, who would you want to convince? Perhaps someone is selling chipsets out of a company that they shouldn't be selling and they need to get them through the door, so they label them as something else. But on the flip side of that, I was also informed it is possible it's simply a mistake at the fab, an error in the production, or they chose to reuse heat spreaders that were unused off other manufacturing, which can save cost. I have had every scenario thrown at me. My personal belief today is based on the razor, and that is stupidity and incompetence. That is where my personal feeling is now. I think if it was more sinister, okay, I think the VTX would have had the same marking. The fact the VTX doesn't lets me think that they should either never have gone out the door like that, they may have been early production chipsets that were deemed acceptable for use. You know, you, you might do a small fab run and it'll be fine and then ship them out, but you would laser etch whatever you wanted on the top. There, there, there is 101 different reasons for it. It's now down to, though, each person to think, do they believe the company or not? Because the problem we've had in this whole launch is they could tell us the truth tomorrow, but no one's going to believe them. Because there's been so many smoke and mirrors in this launch, it's crazy. My personal feeling, though, today is incompetence stroke stupidity. And here's why I'll add stupidity into that. You've got to be stupid to label a chipset up as Xilinx when it's not, when Xilinx are owned by AMD, who have, frankly, almost as much resources as Intel or Apple in this day and age. They could have only made it worse by literally writing Intel on top or, worse than that, Apple. Um, as for someone saying, when is the etching done? It is late in the process. It is late in the process. It's okay, Drew said, you don't need to know. I would have loved it, right? The, if they wanted to troll the FPV community, they could have done a stonker. They could have asked, you don't get to know on the top. I would have loved to have had that on the top of the chipset. I genuinely would have wet myself if that was the case. That would have been a fantastic way to handle this. I'll also say this. I don't believe it would have been done by Fat Shark 
or Caddix Walksdale. I would like to have thought this, the process would be this would be done very, very early on. But someone did tell me, right, okay, so th this chip company who makes this IC is a fabulous company. They don't make it themselves. It is very possible that Walksdale Caddix were dealing directly with the fab for the order. So, for instance, they, they say, we want these chips, the the um, Aristonin or whatever they're called, Artisan, Artisan, they say, there you go, we've authorised with that fab for you to go and place orders, you deal directly with them and they make their money through that, okay? So it is possible that Walksnail was dealing directly with the fab with regards to the supply of the chipsets and they asked for that logo. Or, as Robert just said, all the Xilinx and Artisan chips came from the same fab and there was an operator confused. Yeah, you know, that law, that Razor's law, is stupidity incompetence. It's very, very possible. Exactly. I don't think it's... I think it's nothing to do with us. I think it's further back. It could be someone loaded the wrong image into the bloody computer and hit, and hit go. It could be that simple. I was also told that often if you don't choose a, a marking on like a pre-production run of chipsets, they may just stuff one on for production purposes just so they know in the production cycle that's your chipset. So they'd register that chipset, you know, on, on the line right now is these, these go to the. I was told something like that is possible too. And you do get that in PCB manufacturing. If you order a PCB, you can choose to remove their own internal code. It could be that they just use this silence code for certain orders. It'd be stupid, but it's possible. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it is what it is. We now know what it is. So, but putting all that aside... It's obviously someone buying unused lids, but the lids wouldn't be etched until the end. Magic smoke anyway. Yeah, at the end of the day, we now know what the chipset is. We now know what it's in theory capable of. We've now just got to wait for what they can do. Now, there's been a lot of talk in the last two days, before I wrap this one up, about there being new firmware to, to, to improve what we saw in JB's videos and Steely's and stuff like that. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Just listening to JB on his stream earlier, and I haven't spoke to him about it. I haven't heard anything exactly. But his comments didn't inspire me with, it fixes everything. He did say he's making a video on it. Um, he did say... He's done tests, but I get the impression there's not really a difference there. Not enough to make a difference. I think if that firmware was wrong in those videos or there was an issue with it and they'd released a new one, we would have a video out almost instantly from all of the guys. The manufacturer would be saying, can you put can you put something out, please? Can you get this out? We're getting all this bad press. Can you do this? Can you do something? Just talk about it. Make a video. Do something. Can you just put something out there so, so people know what's going on? Um, I, I'm not convinced this update that's on the website is going to make much of a difference. And that's just listening to JB's comments at the start of his live stream at the end of it. Um, yeah, 
it's a little bit strange. Floorflyer, how did my testing with the DJI video files on the Fatshag SD card go? Okay, I'll show you this, actually. Uh, that's something I can show you before we move on. I have the um, I have a little folder up with this. I've done testing, so let me zoom in because we need to we need this much bigger than we've got it here. Okay, so this year just gives you so the Avatar HD goggles from Fat Shark will play back DJI FPV files. So they have to be a certain naming scheme first of all. So they have to be Avatar HD 001 onwards. Okay. The Avatar goggles will play back DJI files from the goggles and the ear unit and play them back on the screen absolutely fine as long as you place the file on the SD card's root and change the name to Avatar HD 00X or XXX, whatever. I also did some tests putting on some random files as well, 1080p H.264, 1080p H.265, 720 264 and 265 and whilst it shows the files it only plays them as a black screen so i need to do some more testing on this the dji files will play though if you place them on the root of the card um and and, and, and i'm not you know this is nothing specific to dji this is mpeg4 files it's just what it's picking up so but it doesn't like my H.264 encodes out of resolve for some reason. And I need to understand why more on that. Um, it's looking like the chips are totally legit and that DJI software has been hacked. There's no DJI code in this. Not that anyone has seen. The guys are all the way in. It's all Artisan. It's all theirs. It's based off the Artisan SDK. Recode using some other FMM. Yeah, that's probably what I'm probably going to have to do is I might have to recode using the DJI settings and see if it plays. It might be metacode or tags missing. Yeah, I suspect it is. It's not really a copy. I'll be honest. As much as there was all talk of it looks a lot like DJI, it actually doesn't. When you look at it, it's got some of the same, it's the similar same options, but it doesn't really at all feel like DJI in the menus. You know, it, if, you, if you think and they've gone, we want to make a system that's a lot like this, there's no way it's not, it's not DJI software. It is not DJI software. It's Ariston software. It's their SDK. The guys have had access to that. It's inspired by. But I'll be honest, it doesn't look like DJI. Yes, it's yes. They've added a mode called focus mode. What they have done is very, very simple. They have taken the DJI system and just gone. We want you to make a system that does everything that does, and that's just what they've done. That's just what they've done. Mad Manix, unfortunately, it is fact. It is based off the Artisan SDK. If you've got a spare nine hundred dollars. You can buy the Artisan SDK board from them to help design your own system based on this chipset if you have a spare $900. DJ uses a spec and design against. Yeah, honestly, it just it doesn't really look like DJI in any way. It's got channels. They've matched the frequency band. They've just chosen to do that. No, DJI is DJI. 
everything about the DJI code is very different. Now, there is going to be similarities when you get down to the SIVA DSP cores for the LTE baseband, but we don't have access to that. And that's not even DJI's anyway. The thing is, I've discussed this before. DJI's isn't DJI. It's just bits that they've bolted together from other companies. The chipset is made by LEDCore. The code is based off the LEDCore system with DJI's code laid over the top. But the LTE modems, no one's got access to. That is firmly locked away. But that's not DJI's code anyway. It's SIVA. We know who makes the LTE modems. Ironically, the same LTE modems are in this new chipset. But it won't be artisan's code in that either it's siva's code you know dji isn't really dji it's just a bolt together of components and and code and and sets that make the fpv system just like their drones you know um dji will need a new chip on the v3 it's running the same chipset nothing's changing with dji to give you an idea, DJI don't need to change anything. Their P1 chipset is is just used today in all of their new OcuSync Pro stuff as well. That's just released. Nothing is changing on DJI's side. DJI is an integrator, 100%, and a very, very, very good one at that. Probably one of the best. Spotted Love Savannah, absolutely one of the best. If you take what is a DJI drone, okay, it's an ARM chipset, it's some chipsets that do object avoidance sensing, it's some chipsets that do wireless radio, it's some chipsets that do SD record recording. You know, DJI always have used, for the most part, um, the same chipsets GoPro used for the recording. When they were, before the GP1, they were all using Amberella chipsets. Now, DJI moved off to something called Eagle, and GoPro moved off to the GP1 and the GP2. All of these companies just integrate their system. You know, DJI has been around a very long time. And here's something, an interesting comment. DJI have been making wireless systems, integrated wireless systems, for over eight years. They have a lot of experience. The Avant and the FPV out yet. Avant, Avant. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, it, it, look, DJI is simply taking off-the-shelf stuff. So people need to get out their heads. This is DJI. DJI isn't even DJI. DJI puts their magic sauce on top of it, and they're very, very good at doing that. They're one of the best at doing that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean others can't do it. It's as simple as that. But it doesn't mean they're going to be... This is one th one thing I said on DJI's group... Uh, not DJI's group, sorry. Jo Joshua Bardwell's group was this. DJI is an integrator that takes other people's stuff and builds upon it. But DJI are also one of the best at making something just work or a bit better than everyone else. There are other manufacturers who make drones. Autel. Loads of others. And they make some really, really great products. But there is no question that DJI gets 
something, a little bit of sprinkle of magic on the top that gets them ahead of everyone else. Um, it, it's that simple. It's that simple. You know, they have the... And look, Walk Snail have a long way to go. DJI have been making wireless video systems since 2014. Lightbridge launched in 2013 and 14. That was their first digital wireless video system. They've been There were seven systems before the FPV system. Three versions of OcuSync. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. And these guys... They're they're much further ahead today than DJI were because the chipsets are better, but it doesn't mean they are going to instantly be able to get their software where it needs to be. Yes, but I love everyone can work together, and it, you know that's the secret sauce is just the software works now. Yeah, and and it's experience and code and time. And and that's the key. <coughs> that went down the wrong way. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me just mute a sec. That that T went down the wrong hole. So Oh, I know. They could have etched it P1. That would have been funny as well, Robert. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been hilarious. So there are hardware differences. There are always hardware differences. There are the you know the chipset is much different. It's newer. It's it's got a lot more on it. But um, I choked on a, on the bot grinder. I choked on the bot grinder. But though, so if there's any other questions on that, please do let me know. The goggles are there. But you know, on the menus, I'll be honest. I don't really think it's like DJI. The more I've used it, I've just thought, well, it's familiar. But so is an iPhone and an Android phone. It doesn't mean they're made by the same company. That is very much the way I would look at this. Your Android phone, they've all got the same basic layout because it works. That, that you know, It really doesn't feel like DJI. Yes, it's got things labeled similar. That's just copy and paste. So, um, so that. Okay, so that's where we're at on the walk snail. Tomorrow will be the teardown video um, on that, so you guys will get to see them inside properly. Um, no, the DJI menus are not great. You know, as you know what, Spotted Loves, uh, I've been using them today. It's too buried. Everything's like layered down, layered down, layered down. It's horrible. It's actually much better on that goggle. I'll be honest, it's much better on a goggle. Because it comes down from the top and you go down to your layers. You want to go down to there and there. And it keeps the menu on screen. You're not stepping in and in and in. It, I found it better. Ian was dabbing, that's why. It's just tea. Okay, so. If you've got any questions, please do put them in the chat. We've had 62 likes on the stream. Good for analog, but digital. I think the OLEDs will look good, but I can't comment yet. It looks very nice in playback. It looks very nice in playback. Okay, the next thing I'm going to talk about quickly 
And before we move on, and it's a bit of news, and that is that the HD Zero Whoop Light boards have shipped. They will be with dealers in the next couple of weeks, hopefully less than that. I know there's been a bit of a delay since my review and the other reviews went up. They've just been making sure that everything's perfect, but the Whoop Light is heading out the door now. So if you want to get it, it won't be long. It will be available. I know a lot of people were wanting that. A lot of people have been asking for that. So it, it, it won't be long. It should be around soon. Um, it's as simple as that. Is it known why the bitrate options are exactly the same in the different chipsets? Because they want those bitrate options. They can choose whatever bitrates they want. They're the same. Look, the easiest way to think about what is on the walk snail that's the same as DJI, it's there because... DJI did it first, and they think that's what we want. You have to understand the, the Chinese mentality of copying products. Take what is believed to be the industry-leading product and make one exactly the same. And I'm not talking about how it looks, all of the functionality. Take what is successful and please go make that. What is my favourite tea, someone asked? It's just tea. Normal British English breakfast tea. But I do like my tea quite milky. Um, but yeah, so on that, it is as simple as... Want to know is nano light camera does it suffer from the same offset image problems as the micro v2 i don't know i i i, I obviously Eva, i've seen your post on my group and the, and the others I, I i need to i haven't had a chance to dig into that i saw your post and i was like ooh, that's all very bloody interesting but because of the fat shark launch this week i've just not had a chance to dig into what you showed. What you showed was like, okay, like that's weird, but I don't know any more than that. Milky tea. I'm no longer your friend. I like a good coffee as well. Um, yeah, it might support, like the bitrate listing was on the spec for the chipset. But the thing to understand with that system is pretty much Everything about it has been made to look like DJI because they did it first. I'm sure I did see what the options or bit rates were. Baseband, standard bandwidth, it says, on the baseband of two transmit and one receive with 25, 2.5, 5, 10, 20, 40 meg bandwidth. But that doesn't mean they can't add custom ones in between. Could be why there's no 50 meg bandwidth there because they haven't got one. <laughs> but we'll have to see. 200 people here tonight. Hello. Please do give us a like. Welcome to the channel. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's donated the Super Chats so far. We had a flurry of them earlier. I really do appreciate it. I can't believe there's a there's, there's something here that'll tell me, actually, that we've had £77 in Super Chats. That's unbelievable. 07 watching from Philippines. Thank you, mate. Sorry, early YouTube is somehow saving my last words for next reply. 
because they work lower bit rates. Yeah, look, people are overthinking things on this. Most of the stuff is like DJI because they want it to look like DJI because they think we love DJI. It's that simple. Why? Here's something interesting. Okay, if you guys think this looks similar, go and fly an Autel. I saw he's in you. So mate, you're in the chat. There's Dave, South Wales Drones. There's one of the Autel apps that is like a replication of DJI's Go app. It's like exactly the same. Hello, Sean. You didn't have to do that. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Five pound super chat from Sean. If you didn't see, I was on Sean's channel earlier this week. Geeks Varna. We were talking about the Phantom line. He was embarrassing me. Um, let me bring it up, actually. If you don't know who Sean is, he has a fantastic YouTube channel um, called Geeks Varna. Can never find it when I search for it. That's not it. Why does it never come up, YouTube? There he is. If you haven't seen this, Sean has an amazing channel. I was on there earlier this week. He is genuinely one of the nicest and friendliest people I have had the privilege of meeting in the drone world alongside Bruce and Gary and all those guys. I literally, I enjoy spending time talking to him and we tend to do it live. So if you haven't seen Sean's channel, please, please, please head over there and give him a subscribe. Sean covers some amazing stuff, especially in the UK on the drone rules, some stuff with the police as well, if you want to know what's going on on that side of things. But he's always, Sean is a proper journalist, unlike me, who's an idiot. Um, oh, yeah, Sean has the best live intros. He really does. Sean's a professional. That's that's why. Um, me, Bruce, yes. Grumpy old man as well. Okay, so we'll swing it back around to Walk Snail in a minute. Couple of other things. Oh, I need a link to Sean's page. I'm going to have to put it in now, aren't I? Here we go. Here he comes. Here it comes. Boom. Um... Okay, a couple of other things this week. So, the big one. We've also we've also had a major, major launch from these crazy fools over at the Express LRS team. Have you guys seen what these guys have done? Now, JB covered this earlier, so I don't want to spend too much time. I don't know what other manufacturers are going to do. And when I talk about other manufacturers, I'm talking about TBS, Ghost, and all of them. Because it's over. I just don't see how there is a market for another RF system right now. It just... I just don't see how it's possible. It is unbelievable what they've done here. Added FLRC. So people say, oh, it's not... FLRC's better. It's there now. Up to a 1,000 hertz refresh rate flrc is in there more channels full four channels plus eight switch support 10-bit resolution everyone was complaining i can't get on to express lrs because i need all my switches well now you can have eight at full resolution alongside the four main rc control channels support 10-bit Unbelievable. They've added listen before talk, which means it should now be able to get compliant in Europe. 
They've also increased precision, 25% better stick precision. They've rewritten the dynamic power modes. It's just ridiculous. It really, really is. Connect to beat the flight over Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's, I've got to try that. I haven't had the chance to try that yet. Be able to configure your flight controller via Wi-Fi. Now, that isn't anything particularly new. We have flight controllers that do that already from the likes of SpeedyB. But now, you don't need a special flight controller with Wi-Fi built in. You can simply do it via your Express RS receiver. Now, the only thing I haven't tried on that is, does it work with the BetaFlight configurator? Have they changed the configurator to allow you to have Wi-Fi access? I haven't tried that. Or do you need to use the SpeedyB app? Um, it's incredible. It is incredible. Now, someone just said the um, Express RS ability more full proportional channels in the configurator, a bit at the cost of latency. I think it's there now, Bruce. You can do 16 now. In this, it's ridiculous. It, it it's insane. It really, really is. Beatflight configure. It's in the Beatflight configurator. So there you go. It's just ridiculous. It really, really is ridiculous. I don't know. It can't work with Speedy B app, but I'm sure it will soon enough. There we go. Because I do know the Speedy B app works with a lot of them, but I haven't delved into this yet. So is it the new configurator has a Wi-Fi option? Does the current configurator have a Wi-Fi option? I can't remember. It's been a while. I, I I don't look what it says to connect to at the top. Is there a new option in the new configure in a beta configurator or something? Is there? I'm guessing. No, you just changed the port. Ah, what two? Because I've got nothing coming up there. Or does it only appear when it's connected? Ah, so the option is manual mode, and then you type in ah manual selection, connect. It must be in the newer configurator, I'm guessing. Screenshot shown in you in a URL. We have a pull request for better flag show it automatically. Oh, cool. But look, it's ridiculous. And look, here's another big one, and another big one I ever mentioned, unified targets. For all ESP32s, unified target. No more picking and choosing from the configurator what unit you got. As long as it's an ESP32, unified target. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know what the future holds for everyone else right now. Genuinely, I don't know what the future holds. Hey, Asiati, how are you, my friend? The co interesting comment, because I was flying Crossfire today on my DJI build, because it's got Crossfire on it. The second they give 900 some love, I'm ditching Crossfire. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. People will still do like the lower frequency for various reasons. And it's just unbelievable how far along Express LRS has come. It's just frankly astonishing. Now, what does this mean for everyone else? And I'll be honest, I don't see how there's a future for the other protocols. Why, why, why spend your dev time on doing the same thing for no good benefit? Now, don't get me wrong. Crossfire 
is pretty stable. Does Crossfire ever need to change? I don't think it probably does. You could freeze Crossfire today and everyone would be happy. You could literally freeze Crossfire and it would be fine. It would be good. But I think for 99% of people, why would you choose anything else? It re I don't get why there is a need for doubling up on everything. Until we get decent PWM receivers, they're out there, Bruce. They've started. Maytech are making some. Constantly adding more other. It's just crazy. Look what Express LRS has done in the time TBS have promised updates for Tracer and Crossfire. Just look at the what's been done in that time. And I mean, no disrespect to Trappy. I've upset Trappy enough in the past, I think. Um, I mean, no disrespect to them. But, guys. You gotta just look at this and think, wow, how do we get involved in this and move forward? Honestly, the number one thing TBS could do, the number one thing TBS could do is go to the devs and say, right, we wanna make quality hardware. We'll work with you on the hardware. We'll introduce a 900 system that is trusted based on it and we want some love in there, and we're going to make high-quality 2.4 gig hardware as well, and it's going to be Express LRS with TBS. And I think that would do well. I just don't see how they can compete with a bunch of devs who are this ruthless at bringing updates. It, 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 the best thing they could do is just do this. There's more than four, Bruce. This brings 12. You can have, Mr. This, you got in this, you've got full resolution channels now. More channels, full res. Instead of just four plus eight switches, you, instead of just four plus eight switches, you now have support. For 10 bit channels in 10 bit channels in 8, 12, and 16 channel modes in 100 hertz to 333 hertz in LoRa mode. So you can have up to 16 channels at 100 hertz, I'm guessing, or 8 channels at 333 hertz. That's just, you know astonishing crossfire is over i don't know what they're gonna do i genuinely don't know what they're gonna do ghost is an interesting one i'd like to try ghost i haven't actually tried it um i should have to go read the three yeah you that that's bruce all your all your complaints 60 channels and 100 hertz or 333 i'm guessing i would guess that the the reading this 8 12 or 16 in 103 oh and 330 rates there you go not one or the other there you go. 300 hertz, you can have 16 channels. That serves all the plain boys. What more do you want? It, it's astonishing. Ghost is great. I do know there's a lot of people that like Ghost. 
Support the manufacturers that support ExpressRS, not the manufacturers who just happen to have compatible hardware, as the man himself says. Now, I'm going to say something on this because I wanted to say it. You guys, when you buy, get this, and I say buy because I want you to buy this. And what I mean by that is this, okay? When you install 3.0, go to this website, which is on the Open Collective, and donate something. Say thank you to the devs. So on the Express LRS, go to Open Collective, search for Express LRS. I'm going to put a link in the comment section of this video and pin it. Go there. When you download this, 3.0, give them a donation. $1, $5, $10. You can do a single custom contribution. Please, please consider supporting them. Because the work they've done here is frankly astonishing and we were all benefiting on it and something i'm trying to do myself and i've been doing it quietly for a little bit of time is whenever i have a major release i go in and just five or ten dollars something something to say thank you for what you've done because we wouldn't have this today without them you can go in you can do one time you can do whatever you want you can go into there. I'm going to take that off a second and put that back up because I no, I, I didn't take it down. So I'm going to put that in. Put that in. There we go. There's nothing hidden there. So that's fine. Jump across to payment. I'm just going to take that off screen because I don't want to do that on live. And donate something. There we go. I've just donated $20. It's not a lot, but that will be my donation for thanking them for the support on this release that they've just done. Please, please, please support them for the work they've done. It's incredible. It's just bonkers. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's that simple. It really, really is. It's just incredible. I'm going to... I don't want my cold tea. I'm going to get my other drink. I had another one over there. So, okay, catching up on the chat. I do like Crossfire. I still fly it on the DJI stuff, but I'll be honest, um, today was a bit of... I'll be honest, today was a pain. I, I, I flew Crossfire, and I had to get the other radio out because I need to get a conversion module for my full-size module to turn it into a small module so I can use it on the Zorro. So I ended up taking out the um, uh, the Mambo, 
which is fine. I love flying the Mambo, but I, 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 I prefer to have been on the Zorro, to be honest. Um, when I rebuild that aircraft, I probably... I might just take it off and put Express LRS on now. I don't know if I need it on there. I just don't see the point. Companies can't compete with people's passion. No, that is a great comment. A great, great comment. That is. Yeah, I had to get the Mambo out. Now, what I might do is just... I need to get a Crossfire adapter. There's a conversion kit, isn't there, uh, for Crossfire. So if we do Crossfire... What's it? Is it Micro? Conversion. There's a Crossfire Micro Conversion Kit, isn't it? TX Conversion Kit. There we go. Is this is it this one here? Let's just have a look. Is it micro? Or is it nano? Oh no, nano conversion kit, not micro. Um I need to get the nano no 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 nano nano. There we go. Nano conversion kit. Um just so I can use it on it's only a five a look just so I can use it on the back of the Zorro, because I don't have one yet. Still undecided about my Zorro. I got the new CNC gimbals coming. Was very disappointed with my stock gimbals. I found them fine. What did you not like, GMI? I got to put my um, install video live on that as well. Try again. I've I have heard, okay. Um, quad speed FPV. Put a comment up. Anyone know why when I go to flash my module with 3.0, it tells me failed update, wrong size given. Try it a couple of times. If it doesn't work, downgrade to what version are you on? I think it's the version before yours. T Light version two available. Interesting. Have we seen this T-Lite version 2? What? Um, new jumper T-Lite version 2? 2.5 has that bug. Yeah, I think you need to downgrade and then upgrade. So there's a new T-Lite version 2. This one here. Built-in Express LRS. You're getting a lot of people come on board. I will say this. I do know there are some great manufacturers supporting ExpressRS. I know Radio Master have been doing a bit of support with them. All their radios seem to work brilliantly um, with it. I have a Toronto X9D. Two before doesn't or 2.51 beat your flight pass through. T-Lite has the best gimbals. I found the Zorro Gimbers good. I do love the metal ones. I think they're fine. I'm interested, G um, GMI, what you did now. This is the problem, isn't it? Everyone has a different feel of a of a radio and what they like and what they don't and, and things like that. You know, there's no one rule. There really isn't. What I might like, someone else doesn't. Um, green in flush FPV. How are you, my friend? Went full DJI controller in a unit route. Not bad. The DJI remote is very good. X-Lite lower here. 
obviously, I'm, I'm going to be doing the review on the Commando 8 this week. X-Lite Pro Gimbal's a pretty nice feeling. Nicer than the Zorro. Interesting, okay. It's a funny thing. See, it's all very subjective, isn't it? It is all very subjective. Right, let me just check something because someone sent me a message earlier on something and I just want to make sure I've read that. Oh wow, okay. I need to I need to speak to that. Oh, oh man, yes. Oh. Spectrum for fixed wings. Yeah, you need to get off that. <laughs> yeah, I was flying the Mambo today and I just wasn't comfortable on it at all. Although the DJI aircraft I've got is a bit heavy. She's a bit fat. I just take care of some gimbal stiction recently that some cryox fixed it. And it's buttery, damn mambo plastic assembly. Yeah, I haven't really seen any more about the uh, metal, uh, sorry, the plastic upgrade gimbals on the mambo either. Haven't really seen them for a while. Um, so, that is that. I don't know what's, what's going to happen with these other, uh, other, other folks. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about th these, how these guys are going to survive. These other radio systems. Did you need to let the remote V2 work with the Vistas? They could if they wanted to. It's just software. Um, it's just software. Just reading the uh, chat as I'm reading down here. 7x3x5 works well in ding. I've got to get the big aircraft finished. I've just been looking this week now. Something I'll show you guys. Actually, let me just grab it. Is I've started... I've got the rig built for the walk snail testing, which will be hopefully in use in a week or so. Um, let me go to the overhead. So here is my... My focus on this top camera is terrible. If I turn focus on me, what am I doing? No. Here we go. Sorry, we've now got autofocus. So this is my dual camera rig, which I've designed, which goes on obviously a GoPro mount. So what is actually on here? We've got the HD0 system set up already. We're using the Whoop Light VTX on this one. Um, and then here is going to be a Vista or a, uh, or the walk snail. The chances are it's going to be the Vista on this side here. Um, because what I will most likely do is convert the quad to walk snail because that way I can have the full OSD in that system and everything. And then have DJI and HD0 on the top here with a separate bracket that is going to be used as a single additional system, which will be DJI. So I can fly it with DJI or... Um, no, it's not PLA, it's PETG. Um, I, I print everything in PETG. 
So this one is going to be a single option. So that will be a Vista. And then this one gives me... Well, it'll be the same between the two. And then it'll then have the DJI on there. And then that will go on the top. So what you'll then have is... Ah, Petchy's solid. It's not going to crash. Trust me, at my type of flying, it won't be crashing. Um, Not when the testing with this on the top anyway, put it that way. Um, So what we're going to have is... I've only got a small antenna on this as a tester at the moment, which is the Whoop Light antenna. I need to get a proper one for it. And then we will have the other system there on the side. So that will allow me to do two camera setup on the top with obviously the main flight camera below. I've done all the wiring already. So we've got um, the spare cables in place. And yeah, it's uh, ready to go. So that's that's all done and dusted. That's all set up. Camera looks very dark today. Why does that camera look so dark? There you go. Have a bit more light. I've, I've upped the ISO a little bit. There you go, guys. So, um, yeah, so that gives you an idea. So that's that's ready to go. And, yeah, that's the plan. So that's how I'm going to um, test it on the three systems. I know Mario, uh, not Mario, um, Thing has a like a three or four camera setup. Gal has a three or four camera setup. And his looked like big square box on the top. Um, but I thought, I designed that myself. I thought, well, that's going to be the better way. The, the way I actually designed this, just to show this, was that I I designed the single one first. So I designed that as my what I thought, okay, that'll be the good way of doing it. We put the camera on the front, VTX on the top, and then a GoPro mount on the bottom. And I just thought, well, if I want to do a dual setup, I just replicated it and then ended up moving them out on the bottom and created the double one, basically. I do have a bit of a concern. It's going to behave a bit like a wing because it's, yeah. But hopefully it will it will allow us to be able to um, get them all in the same position, get the cameras all pretty much lined up and it becomes a wing, yeah. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to get some decent footage showing between the systems. What I don't know yet is how poor HD Zero will cope with those two other digital systems kicking off next to it. It may give it some issues, but we're going to have to pick our channels very, very carefully. Put it that way. Put it that way. Yes, the audio will be on Patreon. No problem at all, my friend. Stay safe. No problem at all. Now, that actually leads me nicely. I'm going to have a couple more minutes before we wrap this one up, just answering any questions. If you guys have any questions you want me to answer, I'll please try and do it. Just to put you in the loop, desanitation issues your future on DJI. Desanitation issues in your future on the DJI VTX receiver. Um... So this week, the teardown video goes live tomorrow. That's the full teardown of the goggles and a walkthrough of the setup of the hardware as well. And then on Thursday, I will probably put out 
the um, the antenna video. There is a lot I've got to get back on. I got to, I got to look at the. I, I haven't actually flown the Commando Eight yet. What is the size of the slots around the whoop light? Will they? T will it take an M two? No. They are basically one mil slots, is what I would say. They're for a cable tie, a very thin cable tie at that. Um, it basically, probably one mil. I wouldn't even get my veneer in there, but I bet you it's one mil. Very, very small. Very, very small. I do have some very, very small. They should have allowed for proper clamps. Yeah, no, it's basically a cable tie clamp. How'd you get DJ V2 goggles to pair with the Air 2S Mavic 2? You can't, unfortunately. Spotted love, Savannah. And as there is, they are not compatible with those drones at this time. Here's something we'll talk about very quickly because JB said this, so I'm not leaking anything. So, final thing to talk about. What are your thoughts on the new DJI FPV system being an FPV and all-in-one action camera? DJI said... DJI. J Joshua Bardwell at the end of his video said he'd heard from people testing that it is an all-in-one system. Now, I have laid some hints on this channel, which I'm not going to go into, but the information I have is the same. Now, for those who follow the channel a lot, you will know that I have said on more than one occasion, I'm not sure this system will be for everyone in FPV. I'm not sure people are going to like this. And here's why I think that's the case. A, what is the cost of that ear unit going to be? If you're having to take the action camera element and ear unit element and put them in one, what is that going to cost? It ain't going to be just $200. It ain't going to be $150. You're probably talking at least... 250 in my head at least 250 dollars i i don't see a world in how they're going to do it below 250 i just don't it could be more and whilst people have gone that's amazing i can get rid of my gopro how many drones do you fly how are you going to swap it between the systems oh sorry guys i just need to pause and deal with that here we go. Um, how do you deal with having more than one system? It's an interesting scenario. If what we're hearing right is correct, you're basically going to get something like an Action 2 with an E-Unit in one. I'm not convinced... It's what the FPV community are going to want. I'm not convinced. And people thought 
the split had terrible latency. I know. I think they can solve that. That's how it will work very well. It will work probably fine. I would expect it to work exactly as we would expect it to work. I would expect it to have all of the best parts of the current system with this additional functionality. The question is for FPV, how is that going to integrate? As Seattle says, great for wings. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's definitely a market out there for this. However, my concern is what if all the current ear units vanished and that was all we got as a replacement? That is my concern. Now, I'll be honest. My personal feeling is what we will get will be a new ear unit that is fully compatible with the existing system. Whether there'll be some improvements, I don't know, but I'm expecting it to be somewhat compatible. And actually, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Vista continue. Not necessarily the ear unit. I reckon DJI will dump the ear unit, but I think we will see the Vista style continue. So you would then have Vista option, or this option. Just leave behind a dangling interface. Maybe, yeah, you could argue, is it easy swappable, but then you're undoing your camera and plugging your camera back in? How, how easy is that? Unless the camera stays. Something interesting for those who might not remember this, the original Ocusync FPV system actually had a USB-C style connection for the camera. So it was a proper connector. It was actually USB-C, but it was keyed, so it would only go one way. So you could have the camera with a proper connector on it and then your VTX recording box. So perhaps the way to think about this is could you have one main box and then the camera stays and you just have harnesses. It's all a bit messy though, isn't it? They should put this option into the E-Unit box. Both the DJ unit and the Walkside VTX has onboard recording already. Just plop a lens on top. I'm not convinced they're going to be one unit. I think the camera will still be one and the recording will be something else. I wonder what the third three like with HD camera. Um, it's interesting. So as, DJ, as Joshua Bardwell has said it, I will expand on it a bit more. My understanding is that is correct. Everything I know has been that. Dual lens with a zoom. <laughs> Hope it'll not be the DJI, but run can hybrid with a HD zero camera. I would like a run can hybrid with a HD zero camera. It's an interesting scenario. I'm just not con. What's up, canvas? What's up with the canvas mode DJI root hack? They are still working on some stuff. It won't be long. They've been quite busy with something from another manufacturer at the moment. 
that way chasing is easier. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Now, as for the goggles, I'm not convinced the goggles are going to be for us. I get a feeling... I just get a feeling the goggles are going to be a very mild update. I could be wrong. I don't genuinely know. I genuinely know very little about the new goggles at all. Anything. I, what I did know was more about the VTX than the goggles. The other thing to also think about this, go and have a look at the DJI Avant or the Avata images. They basically are the same spec as I understand it. I think DJI will do 810p. Yeah, probably. 100% made for FPV pilots. I'm not convinced DJI care about FPV pilots. I'm not convinced they are. I wouldn't be shocked if the FPV goggles are for something else. Some, think of a bigger, a bigger view of things. We're a tiny market. You need to think a bit wider than FPV. They might have, but I'm not convinced they, they would do that. Tell you something I did notice today is this. How bad the DJI goggles fit. My God, do they fit terribly. Do they fit terribly. I forgot how bad they were having been flying on all the other goggles. Metaverse. Quadruple the price. You think it's cinematography? I'm thinking a wider world, yeah. current action two and then they could move between car be nice if the whole vtx and camera is the same form factor you know that's not going to happen the thing to understand is this the action two is about as small as it can get the only thing you can take out of the action two is the two batteries on either side you're not replacing those two batteries with a vista okay so there's a lot they've got to cram in between the two. I see it being bigger than what we have today. But I also wouldn't be shocked if these goggles are not really for FPV. They're more wider. They work, but I you've got to think of a wider market. DJI takes what is niche and moves it into the mainstream. They have done this time and time again. They take what is niche and move it into the mainstream and expect them to do that again with FPV. DJI don't sit in the main in the niche with their products. They they look at the niche and bring it forward. Has DJI confirmed that there will be a standalone VTX for the V3? I'm thinking VTX might be their own drones only. We know there's going to be a VTX. Or at least they're working on one. Do the niche cinema market? Yes, but it's lots of money. FPV isn't lots of money. Have you seen the cost of that niche video market? Just look at some of the stuff they're selling in that niche video market. The size is between Cybertruck calf reckons he's seen it. Cyberdeck calf, sorry, it's not Cybertruck calf. 
sizes between a Vista and an air unit. They've got to cram in an Eagle 1 or the E1 or the E2 because that's the main SOC for the video chipset. You've got to have that in there. That isn't in there. The V3 VTX looks 90% like the walk snail. Isn't the feed on DJI FPV better because edition uses 24, 2.4? It's a better camera in the FPV drone compared to what we've got. OcuSync 3.5. Yeah, the label is some bullshit new, but it's just OcuSync. It's still using the P1. It's all an SDR. It's like Windows. You've got Windows 9 and Windows 10. It's just an upgrade on software. It also ties in with the Avata 100%. But a one-axis Kimball. It's going to be an interesting release. That is for sure. It's going to be an interesting release. I think it will be very polarizing. But the cost is the question. The real big one is if you're going to integrate all of this, what is that cost? What else can you tell us, Cyberdeck Calf? Apparently you've seen it. There we go. It sounds more light than soft. Add on board. Does a whole lot more than the DJI FPV drone on board. Yeah, look. Once they install... To be able to do the proper recording... Okay, so just so you guys understand it, it will need what we know as the Eagle chipset. Okay? So the Eagle is the main recording and camera handling chipset on the system. Okay, so in all of DJI's drones, you still have the P1, but the P1 basically handles the video transmission side, and then that gets transmitted into the Eagle, which does all of the video processing and recording to the SD card and stuff like that. Okay, what you need to understand is to be able to have proper image processing on board and proper recording 4K and all of this, you'll need something to offload that to, and that will be what we know as the Eagle chipset. That will have to be there. So they're going to have to get that in somewhere. We know that's there, to be honest. DJI will never stop the activation stuff. V3 goggles, $800. VTX combo, $250. There you go, ladies and gents. Apparently, that's it. Nothing's confirmed. Remember, nothing is confirmed till the day it's launched. With DJI, it may never release. Nothing is ever confirmed until the day it is in people's hands. Trust me on that as someone who used to help DJI run their Facebook groups. Things get delayed. Things get cancelled. Things get Literally, there are products I know existed that were never released because they just thought, ah, we're not doing that now. To give you an idea, the running 4D was like three and a half years in the making. Anything happens, and DJI's timescales are always a little bit fluid, to say the least. 
What we know is they've been working on it for a while. But just remember, nothing is ever confirmed. No one, until it is actually out, until it is actually released, doesn't matter what rumors, hearsay, facts, I could show you it now. I could, If I had it, I could stand here and say, they are going to release that, but that isn't fact because they haven't done it. It is only when they've done it It, it only when they've done it does it happen. And that's an interesting point, Cyberdecaf, in my opinion, what I saw from the UJ system. It's trying to do everything so it'll suck it a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a compromised system. I would have no concerns buying V2 goggles today. There's a hint of something from what now nothing is ever confirmed, but if you own V2s or you've just bought a set of V2s, don't go crying into your sleep. Your goggles will work today as they will in the future. <laughs> they won't disappoint, but the fit will. <laughs> That's funny. You've got to also take into account, guys, I'm going to just delete that chat message. Come on. You won't give me the option to get rid. Hide you's on the channel. I would not be worried about I would not be worried about V2s. It will be what it will be. There will always be something new. There will always be something new around the corner. They really really will. Okay guys. I'm going to wrap this one up with 200 of you amazing people. So, first of all, I want to say, if you're still here, please do give us a like if you haven't done it already. I really, really would appreciate it. Number two, if you're not a subscriber, make sure you hit that button. If you'd like to support us to continue to make the content, there is links to my Patreon as well as buy me a coffee in the description as well. It's only by you guys using them. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to my Patreons for supporting us to allow us to buy the goggles. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who donated on the Super Chats. Unbelievable, unbelievable one tonight. Finally, I just want to say again, if um, if you are going to download the ExpressRS system, please do donate. Same stands for Beta Flight, the same stands for all the open source software. Please do chuck them a couple of quid, even if it's a dollar, something. Every little helps. Stay safe, look after yourselves. Please make sure you watch the videos this week, and I will speak to you soon. Button one. Here we go. See you later.